my friends, my listeners, my compatriots on this call. It is January of 2022, and here at Thunderdome Middle Reviews, we are in a vibe. So for our first grab bag of the year, we decided to each pick an album that sums up where we are at this moment in this hellscape. David, Gabe, Tracy, how are you gentlemen doing tonight? Vibing, man. Vibing so hard. Vibing is only only 2022 can vibe. Just vibing. (laughs) I mean, give me that vibe. For 2020, the third year of 2020, that's what it is. The final reckoning. Yeah. (laughs) Month (laughs) 18,000. The final vibe. The final (laughs) final vibe. We're month month 25 of year 2020. That's what it is. Yeah, Pretty something much. like that for sure. Uh, so yeah, so that is the, this is a, like I said, going to be a grab bag. We each selected an album. If you've listened to this before, you know the deal. And if not, thank you for deciding to listen to this particular one. Um, I've selected the first album, I suppose, Rollins Band's Wait, which was released on 412 of 1994, the year that I graduated high school because I'm old as fuck. It was their fourth studio album. Recorded not in a recording studio, but in Echo Creek Ranch in Lake Tahoe, Nevada. It was released on Imago Records. The producer's name was Theo Von Rock, which I love. The runtime was 30, 53 minutes and 26 seconds. The band at the time was Sim Kane on drums, Melvin Gibbs on bass, Chris Heskey on guitars, and the aforementioned Henry Rollins on vocals. So we're supposed to guess right now why this is your vibe, right? Yes, yeah. yes. Yeah. I think you want to pull it out. I feel like you really want, I feel like you, I mean, oh, I'm just well. you, I feel like you want to just jack, but then not pick up the mic stand and hit the person that made you do that. So that's sort of the vibe I'm getting. Maybe a little bit of you painted red shirtless screaming, locking <laughs> eyes with me about how everything is sociopathy. So those are my guesses as to where you are emotionally. I'm just going to say it in less words and Ben just wants to break some shit. Yeah. I mean, I, I cannot put it too much better than what y'all just said the, the whole thing you know when i was listening to this only thing i was thinking of is like okay this is very post black flag Henry rollins and he is very pissed <laughs> it was my vibe then i'm sad to say that it's still my vibe now there was a period in the middle where it wasn't so much but god damn it we're back there 28 call, years later <laughs> we call that a rage joy <laughs> rage sandwich it's like 30 <laughs> <Yeah>. years later <laughs> It's just the bread is rage, and in the middle, it was like a nice piece of filet mignon, but we're right back in the rage again, so. Yeah, pretty much, yeah. Yeah, I feel like it was the right album for two ages. I was like, huh, this feels very natural, because I remember it from the first time, and it blew my mind a little bit. It was different than the other crap that was happening in 1995, and I knew Black Flag, but still, especially since Liar was the one that got all the traction. Yeah. uh, it's aged pretty well in ways that make me want to punch myself in the face. <laughs> like, not in a, oh, gr- I'm glad this is aged well. I'm actually not. <laughs> if yeah. you take my meaning. I mean, like, oh, totally. shit, we didn't fix any of this. It's even worse. Henry, help. Mitch, help. send help. <laughs> Back to 95. Um, yeah, this is one of those things where um, this is actually my entrance way into Black Flag. I'd probably heard of Black Flag, but, like, the only punk that I'd really heard by at that time was some Ramones or some... <laughs> clash or sex pistols so like the really big bands that had kind of crossed over at that point um and post-punk stuff so i discovered henry and how fucking angry he was and that spoke to me and who i am as a person so i i read into it and found the even angrier more discordant stuff in a black flag and yeah so that that really got it and i mean it didn't hurt that like the disconnect video 
for one of the songs, the the first single off of here, or the second single off of the the album, like is a straight up taxi driver knockoff. And uh, so that was super cool. And then like like David alluded to, Henry Rollins dancing around in a burning city, painted red like he's the fucking devil, uh, while also being dressed as a cop and Superman. (laughs) There it is. That's the vibe. That's it. Yeah, I hadn't seen that video since like 1995 or six, and so when you showed us that the other day, I'm like, okay, then, all righty, yep, that's what happened, and that's what's happening now. Amazing. I knew who Henry Rollins was prior to this album. This is album I had a uh, oh god, it feels like three years ago when we did that uh, mega podcast with all the people Ben does a music podcast with, mm-hmm. and we did our top albums in Black Flag that album showed up on a couple people's list. And so I've since then heard that album a couple of times and really liked it and everything that's going on. So like I have prior experience with Henry Rollins, but that's, it's a very limited experience. So, but this album is, it is very sad that this album has not, or has aged as well as it has in the sense of the content that it's talking about and what you're dealing with, especially now, like the track liar now in a day and age where like mm-hmm. 60% of dating is done from online where you don't see that person yes. until like months down the road, maybe even then. And it's just so much like, I know you didn't behind it. It's, it's worse. Yes, I agree with you. Our politics, uh, we do not have to go down this rabbit hole. has also dramatically escalated the lieometer, like just the shit in terms of how it, well, you guys lived for the last few years. Anyway, so yes, I agree with you, Tracy. All, all things have converged on the shit simulacrum that Henry was able to perceive through sh- like pure rage bending the universe. All, you know, time isn't linear, so I guess Henry was in all timelines. I think it's interesting to talk about how this album has aged, both in terms of the, you know, the musical style, but also the lyrics themselves. I mean, you can argue that the themes are pretty uh, you know, sadly contemporary, for having been written almost, you know, 30 years ago. Um, But at the same time, I felt that some of it had really aged poorly. And I guess to explain a little bit of that, uh, Henry Rollins is not, you know, he's not a rap rocker. Like, that's not really what he's doing. But people were doing that, and they had been doing it basically since the mid-80s. And this doesn't sound like a huge improvement on it. It's like it is something different, but it's like not it's some in some places it feels like a rap cadence without actually being very vibey, if you know what I'm saying. Yeah, and I, get that. I on, too lived through of, early back and you know, that was like a thing people were doing for sure. Yeah. yeah and sort of on top of that, you know, I don't know if we're gonna go too deeply into songs on this. So I just would, you know, shout out like songs about uh, you know, the civilized the anti-cop song and also, you know, sort of the aggrieved dude bro song wrong man that it's song like pisses me in, off a lot in 2022 in 2022 it just doesn't work and it, it's okay. terrible so that that's sort of my consideration for that but uh that said i did like a lot of the playing on this and um and i was impressed with a few of the songs on here uh that you know really stuck out among them disconnect you know um and just like the funky the funkiness is Indeed. something that uh is really uh, nice for 1994 too. Everybody yeah. get ready to take a drink because the bass playing on here, Melvin Gibbs is a badass. Um, and the bass lines on this are just so good. I mean, they're one of the things that really made me want to be a better bass player. Um, because he has just, to, to Gabe's point, he's playing a little bit of funk, a little bit of jazz. And that, that guy has been on over like 200 albums. Um, 
in his career. And, you know, Sim came or not Sim came. Chris Haskett is kind of doing a Greg Ginn impersonation a little bit with like just the noise of the guitar and like just the use of feedback and stuff like that. But also he's not just being like as atonally noisy as some of the Black Flag stuff was. Um, so really just this fusion of metal and punk and jazz was I, nobody else is doing it at the time that I knew of. I mean, you could kind of can make a case for Faith No More a little bit, I guess. Sure. But I, I would say that this was, they're in the same room, but they're not necessarily speaking the same language. I think Red Hot Chili Peppers is in the room next to that room. They're in the, for some of the same reasons in terms of influences. I want to echo Gabe's annoyance. I, I guess he said something stronger. Yeah, Wrong Man pissed me off. Every time I heard that song, I'm like, okay, I know what you're trying to say right now. But literally, the I'm not all guys, like, do not be that guy in 2022. It right, was like being, bad enough being that guy in 1994. It really was. And I, too, but yeah. having lived through 1994, 95, I understand the mind frame of people who both thought they were allies of feminists, but had, you know, been saturated in this environment of lesbian spear chuckers, all that early Limbaugh. Like, I mean, the, I mean, this was years into, and I'm not giving him a pass, but this was years into the backlash against feminism as having demonized men. And I think he absorbed a ton of that shit. And so I think he's an ally in some ways. I mean, so, I think the cop songs age pretty well. But yeah. uh, well, that's uh, even more prevalent now than I, I, I mean. And, and God, that's two years, uh, two years after Rodney King that he wrote that. And I mean, and Black Flag was famous for having cops try and come beat them up at shows. So I mean, it's not like he didn't live through that. Sure. But I, I definitely agree. Wrong man is like a a snapshot of the era that did not age well um and it's it's kind of funny because henry has kind of given up music at this point he's basically says that he's wrung all of his what little talent he had but all this hard work out of himself and i'm curious to know where he, he what his thoughts on that looking back are now because he's not the same person that he was in 94 so for what that's worth I think he shifted a lot further to the left based on those other videos you were showing us, right? Like, Oh, yeah, totally. I think he was radicalized, as many of us were, by the stupidity, if I'm going to say the years 2001 through, you know, that bullshit. Because some of that stuff was some of the most caustic stuff I've ever seen in a way different than this. This way, this album is in some ways almost, I think, almost, a, I want to say apolitical, but I think it is in some ways less political than the stuff that he does later. Yes, um, I, probably so. Because probably the most overtly political statement I can think of that he made musically and we're kind of getting a little far afield. It's like when he did the um, album to raise money for the West Memphis three. Indeed. So, um, but yeah, no, I totally agree with that. And I I think that this is, this is aware politically, but in some ways it suffers from the same thing that the rage against the machine albums at the same time, we're still being just coy enough that if you, if you know, you blatantly hear it. But if you don't know, you don't hear it, which is why you get people who are... Paul Ryan? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> They're talking about big government. Are they? Uh, yes. <laughs> well, I know, no, I mean, you're to, exactly... Yeah, go ahead. Please, sorry. To that point, I think that um, Rage actually does a much better job of addressing the political stuff, especially sure. what's on Civilized. And Zach De La Rocha is just a much better vocalist in this style. I agree with that. Um, oh, yeah. because, because that song that song is like a rap style delivery and it just sounds fucking weird because it's Henry Rollins, like, you know, um, a guy who is obviously, you know, more, a much more privileged white dude 
um, calling this stuff out, which is, you know, it's good on him for doing it. Um, I just think it doesn't necessarily work um, uh, at this time or even now. Sure. I was less, last thing I was saying, I was less shaken by that because I've listened to a lot of his spoken word. So I've heard so many, like, I don't know if that's, like, I've listened to him read the Bible. Yeah. So on a certain level, I don't know, I guess my, my perspective on Henry Rollins is this mass protein figure, which again, I'm not disagreeing with you, Gabe, but he's been so many people. <laughs> so yeah, I guess this is his 1994 self. So maybe I'm too forgiving, but he's just such an icon, man. But yeah, yeah I was we gotta, thinking Oh, I'm sorry. I, I always think of it sound more as talking in tune than necessarily rapping. Me but, too. I can, but, but, but the I cadence, I, I do see that. Yeah. Yeah. Now, now when as Gabe is saying, I'm like, oh, man. Okay. I see what you're saying. Yeah. Um, to run down tr- tracks really quickly, um, I love Disconnect as the opener. Actually, I like I like them all except for Wrong Man. So, so I know. I'll make it short. Same. I really love this character as an opener, and Liar is such a genius, fucking amazing song. And every time I'm not that man came out, I'm like, ah, I don't know why. I started skipping it eventually. I'm like, I can't with you right now, Henry. But the rest of those songs are baller. I really enjoy this album compared, probably more than Ben probably thought I did. I'm agree with you guys. All the tracks on here are, are good. If they're not a couple great ones, and Wrong Man's okay. I don't. Quite hate as much as you guys do, but are you trying to say not all Thunderdome reviewers, Tracy? Is that what you're saying? <laughs> not all Thunderdome. <laughs> That's what I'm hearing. Hashtag not all. Hashtag, Hashtag not all. all. Yeah. I, I liked Disconnect, Fool, Icon, Divine Object of Hatred, Alien Blueprint, and Shine. And I just wanted to have one uh, last comment on one particular song, which is Liar. I said it, um, it kind of sounded to me like Barry White meets Southern Metal meets Emo. <laughs> <laughs> it's just such a strange like concept but it is it is cool for the you know the the, the content is actually you know okay but um yeah musically it's kind of struck me as weird i'm just really sad about this isn't on spotify or other streaming services like it's like i had to go to youtube to get it so i can't put it my playlist of piles of albums it's out in the ether you can just own a physical copy tracy <sighs> iTunes and Amazon both had it, so you just got screwed by Spotify like Neil Young. I guess so. Well, Neil Young decided to do that. Another people and are it, now starting to sure. make that decision as well. And Spotify lost four billion dollars. So they lost four billion dollars. They their stock dropped by four billion dollars worth of billion. Yeah, with a B. Because I mean, I'm sure they're still, like super profitable. Oh. I think it's the backlash over it more than than necessarily just him leaving. But um, because I think that I've seen PR people online say that they would have been better off to just ignore it instead of react. But I mean, you know, and I get it because we talk about all the time, the, the, the horrors of the music industry and especially nowadays where concerts are being canceled and everything else. So some artists are not Neil Young and can't actually go after. And as we've talked about in previous podcasts, some of them don't yeah. own their catalogs and can't control what is done with their music. But Indeed. a lot of them. Yeah, Neil Young's Neil Young. I'm glad he's using his power this way because fuck that noise. Yeah. All right. So shall we move on to the next album? David? Um, no, you're supposed to guess what my vibe is. Remember? But you know, well, we have to tell them what the album is first. Oh, fine. We're listening. <laughs> this is Poppy's. <laughs> 2020 album uh, i disagree and i listen to i disagree more i don't know if you guys bothered with the one with longer with four, I think it's four more tracks uh it is her third album 
and very different than either her second or her fourth and very different from her first album so this is when she'd escaped to this is already her second label so this is when she was with diplo's label where she later accused of being a, ta- a tax shelter anyway um we can talk about poppy as a person in a moment but we're- yeah let me uh give the dates on that um i disagree i say it was set third studio album released on 110 of 2020 uh labels to marry and produced by chris gritty and zach servini runtime of 35 minutes and eight seconds no credits given as to who any of the players or songwriters really are so other than poppy herself yeah it's the weirdest thing because they're good those studio musicians i have no idea who they are yeah um i'm pretty sure that the one track has backing vocals by Marilyn manson but uh, we'll discuss that at a later point uh-huh. i was trying to decide that too or titanic sinclair who can fuck off for some of the same reasons but we'll get into all that she has not had a good run with the people in her life as like as many people have so yeah that is an album that exists in this world she grew up two hours from here from where we are tracy Where's she from? Nashville. Oh, I didn't know that. Yes. I guess that's what I get from to do my research. It's all good. I mean, <laughs> yeah. I picked it. So, and yeah. I, you know, truth in advertising, I'd never even heard of her, which I listened to a fair amount of pop, but I'd never come across this somehow. I guess the algorithm failed me and then Gabe assigned her fourth album, which I quite like as well, to a class. I was like, hey, check this out. I was like, what? And I, as I always do, started like, now I will go in the Wayback Machine. I started going back and then I hit this. I'm like, oh, damn, man, you're pissed off. Anyway, what's what's my vibe, everyone? What are, how so, is David vibing? My, what comes to mind here in this album and you, remember when we went to saw Slayer in Nashville and that guy was wearing that Municipal Waste t-shirt? Yes. Where Trump's got the gun to his head and blowing his brains out. Yes. I feel like that's you oh, <laughs> in this okay. moment with this album. All right. Tyrant, suicide, assault, apocalypse. Great. Yeah. Bring it on. Well, I, I think you're just done with it. Just. I, that is accurate. <laughs> I think that there's also something about the, just because of, of what I know about your life, there's something about the, both the beauty and the disposability of yes. pop as a, a genre that fits yes. into it. Because it's not just the anger. Of course, the anger is there, but yeah. it's also those other elements. Agreed. Yeah, and I think my take on it is related, but not exactly the same. Um, this album is a lot about things going very, very wrong. It is. Um, but the style is such that, you know, it's just earwormy as fuck. Like, it's it just... Is. And, and annoyingly so. And I think <laughs> that is an accurate, it's it's sort of an accurate like representation of our time because it is when things are really, really bad, you kind of just want to turn them off and kind of escape from them. But, mm-hmm. you know, these days, and especially like, <clears throat> as opposed to like, you know, in 94, the 24 hour news cycle, it's just like, Indeed. you can't get away from this stuff, even when you try really hard to do it you're just sort of you're always kind of sucked back in and like the you know the uh the age of doom scrolling and you know all this stuff so that's uh you know i was thinking about that stuff especially because like you know at different points i couldn't get some of these songs out of my head like and it was really really bad (laughs) like it was just like i mean you you know you you bring up a very interesting point because as much as i love henry rollins he is a boomer you know, yes. and this is in some she's ways. Not. She, yeah, she is. I don't know how old she is. 
Um, 20, I think, four now. So as Gabe said, she's about the age of our students. She's very much Gen Z, millennial. Yeah, she's Gen Z. I'd say an older Gen Z. Yeah, that, that's what I was thinking, because I can remember, and I didn't realize it was the same person, despite the fact that she didn't change her name. I remember seeing her old YouTube videos where she Indeed. pretended to be an android. Precisely. And, Still um, does, you know, in an kind of. Like, the shtick has changed a bit. Like, she's a performance yeah. artist, very clearly. Anyway, yes, same person. But anyway, so that, to, to what, what Gabe said, is, you know, these are, are dealing with conceptually some of the same, very same things, just a... a you can tell that the world generations later yeah to go back to your kind of like earwormy stuff there are bits in this album that reminds me of very like j-pop k-pop anime theme music very much just gets in there and just digs deep and as i was listening to this as well if you guys like this album and didn't like 12 foot ninja or between the bear to me i don't know how that's possible because it's very much in the similar <laughs> style and vein. I do. Well, you know how I feel. About I do. Ninja. But I'm talking so, about the other two. On my you you other people on this call. <laughs> yes. <laughs> can I briefly well, She's a better check? singer than either the dude in 12 Foot Ninja or for one thing. Because her voice is beautiful. It and is. I, I love her phrasing. And, and deadly. I misspoke. She's 27, though she is, I think, 20 or 25 when she recorded this, right? So she's, but that still makes her Gen Z, man. She's, yeah. a, I know people think millennials are like 20 and like dipshit. They're like managers now. <laughs> They're like 37. Anyway, people are weird. Yeah. I just, where is my vibe at? I'm both a slut for pop, as we've discussed. <laughs> like, so, uh, you know, I listen to a lot of things like, you know, Little Mix or whatever, LaRue. Kylie Minogue or something else today. So, so there I can hook onto that, you know, Tovalo reminds me of that a little bit. But then I love it was, Tovalo. I, I love Tovalo, who's like the darkest of the pop, you know, queens anyway, which I think is trending towards where this is, right? Um, and things like I really loved Kidney Thieves, you know, Snake River Conspiracy, um, Nightclub, which I introduced. And like, so this is very much in my wheelhouse. That's when I heard it. I was like, oh shit, how do I not know about this? But then I watched the video for Four I Disagree, in which she meets her employers. And this is very much symbolic of her battle with her first label that tried to stop her from making those YouTube videos. And so she had to like combust, like blow up everything and escape to Diplo. And then she had to blow that relationship up as well. And I, I suppose when we talk about momentum, we have to talk about Titanic Sinclair, this motherfucker that like made Mars Argo, quote unquote, but then abandoned her for Poppy and remade her in her image. And then there's a song on here about it, about how like we're the same person and you don't want that. And then she abandoned like the album that gave a sign is when she's like escaped that relationship finally. So her whole arc has been powerful men shitting on her. And her trying to sort of deal with that. And so in that video, she meets her employers, uh, gasses them all, and sets them aflame. So that is that combination of haunting beauties, you say, Ben, Ben, and phrasing, and then, you know, piling your enemies in front of you and setting them aflame is where my vibe is in 22. So that's this why is, I meant you listen to this. This was a, a surprisingly heavy album. Mm -hmm. um and, and i say that only because of the fact like i'd heard like i also listened to the album gave a sign mm -hmm. and that has some moments of heaviness but i was not sure about this because to her credit poppy herself says 
this album may not be metal, but metal is something that I listen to, and there exactly are elements so. of that on there. But fuck, man, this is a pretty hippie album, so I'm exactly. Yeah, I'll I'll take that. She yeah, she doesn't claim yeah. that she's a metal artist. She's like, I just love these bands. Like I, you can tell she fuck him, but whatever. She listened to Manson. She listened to Nine Inch Nails. Like you can tell what her influences are. Corn, no Corn, and no Slipknot. This album doesn't exist, yeah. in my opinion. It was the sound that it creates. Well, I didn't realize until you guys had said something about it. Me and Haley were going to go see Gojira in 2020 with Deftones. And she was going to be the opening act for that concert tour. But of course, COVID hit and that didn't happen. And so, like, she's got her metal chops enough to where two well known acts are like, you can open for us. Mm-hmm. Did I say she would have been better than the, the other two bands? I don't <laughs> think she would have been better than Gojira. I know. Maybe Deftones, but not Gojira. No. I would love hey, to what see are your her Gojira. Yeah. Okay. With this particular album, I I can't deny that I was a bit disappointed with it just because I thought that Flux was so fun and really uh, hung together a lot better than this album seems to do. I think this album isn't bad at all. And I did really like several of the tracks. And I think, Tracy, um, I like this better than Between the Buried and Me. And I like this better than uh, maybe um, uh, Ninja. Ninja. But it's because this is a lot less, uh, it's a lot more together, like stylistically than those records even are, because I think that they they wide, they range pretty widely. Um, this has sort of a pop center to it. And, you know, metal is a thing that it comes back to, but it's also not a pop metal record. It's like a, you know, metal is one of the pops, pots that um, mm-hmm. Poppy is dipping into. And I got to give, give uh, Poppy some credit because these some of these are just earworms they're just Indeed. gonna get in there and they won't come out and you know they're 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 fun and they're annoying and then they're annoying and they're fun you know what i mean it's like one of those things i mean she i agree with you she is not as metal as baby metal which i think had a big influence on as well have you all at some point i'm gonna make you all listen to baby metal if you haven't already i know of I've never. <laughs> I fucking love that. It's J-pop laid over, like what is occasionally actually straight death metal. It's <laughs> anyway. So it takes this further, and she's, you know, the her Android persona then was clearly influenced by Japanese aesthetics, and you know, it was sort of a J-pop introduced in an American idiom. You know, I've watched a lot of interviews with her, and that character she's playing is fucking genius, and she very rarely drops a facade. And when she does, it's very effective. I mean, I. As much as I would argue, you know, Lady Gaga is a performance artist, you know, like all the time, not just when she's doing this, uh, you know, and I get it. She was a skinny, frail, poor kid from the ghetto, essentially in Nashville and treated like complete shit. And then moved to L.A., which is a soul sucking death, you know, dream crushing machine. So, uh, you know, I can't believe the degree she's landed on her feet through these transitions. A lot of people, their career has just been ended from the stuff she's tried to do, like moving labels or denouncing Diplo publicly after he helped her. Allegedly, she says he didn't do shit. But we've had many conversations like that on Saturday Night And then the, they said the producer didn't do jack shit. Fucking Rick Rubin. I don't even remember what album that was. Like, you didn't even show up. What was that? Was that one, yeah, it was, was Slipknot. <laughs> was it Volume 3? It was I think it might have been Volume 3. Yeah, because yeah. uh, what's his totally. break? Robinson did Morning 2. So, yep. yeah, it was 3. And he just kind of showed him, like, yeah, this looks good. And walked out the door. And I'm out. Yeah, it wasn't Russ Robinson for sure. But yeah. uh, anyway, I think she is 
very effective. Her lyrics are amazing. I think she's a fucking genius. And I love how different all four of these albums are. I like the other albums too. This one's my favorite one, followed very closely by by Flocks. That album is great because I like post punk and and but like gay. That's the first one I heard. But this album is it's just so fucking heavy and terrifying. I think the glue that holds it together is Rage, which you're right is not a substitute for artistry, Gabe. But that's I think that is the, that. And the I don't. Sort of I don't think there's anything saccharine. wrong with Rage. I don't think there's anything wrong with Rage. Um, my my major complaint with the album is just that stylistically it doesn't hold together. Mm. Like it's it's really all over the place, and in some places it works, and in sure. some places it doesn't. And particularly because either it leans way too far into pop that I just don't care for, sure. or you know it doesn't lean hard enough into I don't know the mm. heavier stuff. You know. Like it, it's very, it's a very diverse record uh, for is. how short it is. <laughs> I like pop. So when they go on that, she takes me on that journey. I'm just on the journey, right? Like in the banana boat with the drinks, just oh, yeah. on the lazy river. I'm like, oh, now it's pop. So yeah, I think I listen to more pop than you do maybe. And so for me, those, those detours are, or actually, you know, you're right. That's the, it is really a pop record. That is a bunch of metal elements. I will concede that. But I think it's more metal than some shit we've listened to. And at least a couple oh, of these songs definitely. are so goddamn heavy. Like they'll destroy, they'll melt your face off. Uh, and I really, I don't know who these studio musicians are, but they're complete badasses. I want to know if there's any continuity between this and Flux. I'm guessing no. It annoys me that they don't list them. Me they too. Really I don't know what that's about. Fuck, ask Diplo and fucking Titanic Sinclair, who can fuck right off in the trash. But she would concur, by the way. I think she felt it then. When you listen to, uh, yeah, I'm trying to say that, the fourth track. Um, anything like me anything like me like she i think she knew even as she was recording this what he was and what it was you're like oh shit you know what's happening right now and she like describes it and i don't know what he maybe she was just coy enough as you were saying in the last review that titanic sinclair is like yeah those are cool lyrics like you know she's talking about you right now right but anyway it was it's it's a fucked up thing and manson's in play as you mentioned maybe i know they spent some time together and like they worked together it sounds like him, but he's not credited, right? I don't know what that is. But nobody is. So, yeah, but nobody and, is. And they they asked um, one of the producers because the rumor going around at first was it was him doing a Marilyn Manson impression, but he's come I out and said was. it was not him. So, and because this was around the time that Manson's album of that year came out, and they had talked about wanting to mm-hmm. um, collaborate on something, and they both did something with the term chaos. Uh, anyway, if it's not him, whoever they did it could make a living well probably not now but could actually be a Marilyn Manson impersonator because it sounded so much like it yeah what is that fill the crown I mean it sounds like a Manson cover song like well even if it's not him it's definitely an homage to him but I will you know she I haven't read statements about it since like the rest of us did not know what we know now well like anything (laughs) like me even sounds like beautiful people it It has even has it's like moments in there but i'm like that it's a song i can listen to so i'm very so i approve <laughs> yeah unlike it's a song i will actually listen to i do have a question you guys are saying this is her third album third. on spotify it's listing one two three four five, six, seven, seven albums for her spotify lists eps this albums a lot of the time too well, she's a ton of she's a ton of eps indeed there were two metal-ish eps before this like the transition often happens in the eps with her because if you listen to, was it, Am I a Girl or whatever, you're like, what? There's a little bit in the last track, X. But the EPs that came between, like Mask, that song is on one of those EPs. So it's counting all those EPs. 
they're important i would argue because i this is not the time for me to walk you through the history of poppy but the transitions happen often so they're showing her with like like 15 different eps that's accurate and christmas ep she puts out she is prolific dude so what it's showing is 336 and now you got it listed as a full album at 41 minutes poppy.computer 34 minutes as a full album mi girl full album at 39 minutes I see you music 22. That's they get listed as an album, but it's only 23 tracks or 23 minutes. I disagree. Music to scream to 33 minutes. And then flux. I see you. I see you is not the same poppy. They've got it listed as the same poppy. I think yeah. it does here too, but I listened to it and I think it's a different thing. Spotify has trouble uh, distinguishing between artists who have the it same does. name. And, you know, also, th- despite an EP is extended play, an LP is long play, so an extended play album can be almost as long as a long play album. Yeah. I, I got some bands I follow who release one where it's an EP that's 50 minutes long. Yeah. So, <laughs> that's a- I mean, you know. I mean, so if you look at her discography on, I've looked at two or three different things, all of them say that there's just the four. Okay. Yeah. Because I think there's a misattribution that iTunes has a bit of that problem but less and then a ton of shit ton of EPs. She's got three soundtrack albums which are not considered studio albums and she has five uh, EPs. Yeah. So, so that's probably the point is she's prolific. I don't Tracy wants it to be exact. I need to know the math. Does it matter? She has an enormous amount of output which changes from era to era. So mm-hmm. yeah. don't freak out, man. He's like, and I do need to correct I know you do because then you're gonna make a spreadsheet and line it up with some other thing, but it won't right. fit. Mm-hmm. Um, so, should we talk about trash before we move on to the next sure. album, please? I think it starts really well with concrete. I'll just jump in there. I think it's got a good one, two, three. Really, overall, the sounds pretty good, and I like most of the tracks off here. Um, maybe bite your teeth is, I think, probably my least favorite track on here, though. Um, I think that there, are, like I said, her voice is so good and. To Gabe's point, a lot of these songs have catchy moments in them. But they can kind of become earworms. But as far as actually liking tracks, I only like two. I disagree and fill the crowd. Yeah, I actually like to number the tracks on here, um, even though I don't think the whole thing works. Um, I dig, I disagree, Blood Money. Um, I like, nothing I need is just ridiculous r so I <laughs> dug that. Uh, sit and Stay. Uh, bite your teeth and don't go outside I thought it was a pretty nice closer uh, Concrete was the one that kept coming back in my head uninvited so <laughs> just it could just fuck off for about five minutes and that would be great <laughs> I like just about all of these drink. Um, I think Concrete is fantastic that oscillation between corn hitting you in the throat with a hammer and the Beach Boys is fucking genius. I Disagree is one of my favorite songs ever written, and I'm going to replace the National Anthem with it when I finish destroying all. Blood Money, none of you mentioned that that song is so fucking badass. You know, I think that whole run through uh, Sit Stays is fucking amazing. I agree, Tracy, bite your teeth. It's all right, but it's not my favorite. I love Don't Go Outside. That reprise where she like circles back to I Disagree is gorgeous. Uh, and then only I listen to it, but the bonus tracks are fun too. Chaos times four is like, chaos, chaos. It's, that's like a baby metal song. Anyway, if it bleeds, it's good too. But yeah, I like all of these songs. I mean, essentially of the 10 proper, I would say seven and a half of them are pretty fucking metal or close to it. 
and i like the slow tracks but i mean you know i like all these songs because i made you listen to it so and uh, thank you gabe without you none of this would exist you're very welcome you have only yourself to blame i mean he didn't seem too mad about it i mean annoyed that he had earworms but what are you gonna do you can't give me something yeah. as catchy as flux right that thing is catchy as shit so it's what yeah, she does. But it's like, not it's not annoying in the same way. <laughs> not even close. I agree that album is in some ways emotionally and musically a bit more evolved. I don't disagree with that at all. I think I'll like this one more just because it was the, the vibe. It was the vibe when it when it rolled into the station. I was like, yes, that is what I've been looking for. I will take that. That was the assignment. That was the assignment. The assignment. That's it. <laughs> well, Tracy, it's your turn. Yep, ladies and gentlemen, I'm bringing to you the album When Our Time Comes by When Our Time Comes. I think it's their self-titled debut album. So far, it's their only album. Uh, I think it's their only album. I think it's going to be their only album ever. (laughs) Well, you can can explain that more in depth because if you want to. Uh, So it was released on April 15th of 2016. The label was Life Force Records. The producer was Justin Hill. Has a runtime of 47 minutes and 33 seconds. The band is Joe Carter Hawkins on vocals, Alexander Blair on guitars, Jack Gibson also on guitars, Ross Collier on bass, Dom Hope on drums, with additional vocals by C.N. Cross. Thanks, North London. So, Vibe, guys, why did I pick this album? Because... Uh, I don't know. You're you're emo and sad about it. I don't know. You, you want to go back in time to 2005? <laughs> <laughs> the grand times before the election. Matt, I don't know. Well, I think you love um, both heavy, cool riffs and and uh, have a high tolerance for whiny singers. That's what I've noticed. And I think that's generational, right? Like, whereas Ben and I apparently didn't notice that Henry Rollins was annoying. We're like, wait, what? <laughs> Like, I think likewise you, uh, you know, it's a bit emo core for me, but the playing is really good. This, it doesn't surprise me that you like this. I don't know. I think your mind is an intricate one that dreams of it being less shitty. So, you know, that's, that's, that's how I would describe your mind and your interfacing with the, the shit NATO that is actual For reality. sure, because it, it, that's a very good way to put it, because it is kind of emo and a little bit whiny, but it's also the most helpful of the albums. So. Agreed, by far. By far. By far, for sure. It's because yeah. Tracy sees so much death. He has to, like, needs a palate cleanser. Everyone drink. We're hitting it hard tonight in Thunderdome, ladies and gentlemen. We are. I don't think it's going to stop anytime soon. Ever. Can't stop, won't stop. Nope. Uh, do, do we nail your vibe? Is that where your vibe Pretty is? Much, I, didn't, um, I didn't put in. I didn't oh, put in shit, Gabe, yet. stop. No, I'm going to mute myself <laughs> for the rest of this call. Rewind. <laughs> <laughs> it's all right. Yeah, the impression that I got was that you know, the, from the f- sort of first moments of this album, it's like very triumphant. And like, it's exactly the opposite of what our times are. It's like, you feel like it's just like, you know, getting getting worse and worse and worse. And then when it feels like it's really, really bad, it gets worse. <laughs> and like that, and, and it's sort of like a, you know, an antidote or like, you know, the clean vocals are really, and, and it's it's not at all, it's not like a panic you know, you don't like this. This album is not panicky. It's like, OK, like it's going to get our time. Our time will come or something like that. And like it's going to get better. Um, so I think that's what appealed to Tracy along with like the the riffage. Like, I think there's um, some really cool. We can talk about it later. We can talk about the the bass on this is pretty tasty. Um, and some of the some of the songwriting is interesting. You gentlemen are 
as in most cases, correct about me. I'm probably the most optimistic person on this phone call. By large margins, I like to think of the good things, be happy in life. And this album just makes me happy when I hear it. I found it in grad school. So you can thank David for <laughs> them times. And so, yeah, I mean, this album, when I found it, I think in 2017, and it has become one of my favorite albums of all time. So spoilers, I'm going to rank it tonight. But yeah, I definitely enjoy this album. The hearing it makes me optimistic and puts me in a good mind space. It's it's one of the, like, you know, we talked in the past about So and Lotus and Yob's Our Raw Hearts. Those albums are very, some of my favorite albums for times I was going through when I hear them. And they kind of take me back to that place. And now Master on Hush and Fear is probably in that spot. It's one of those albums as well. But this album is one that brings me back to happier times and, you know, just in a more optimistic mindset. It's very interesting because I, I consider myself to have a decent enough uh, tolerance for this style, uh, which I would say is somewhere between new metal and screamo. With a dash of prog. Um, if you say so, I will take your word for that. And so I, I I, I didn't find it objectionable in any way, but it was kind of like popcorn at the movie. It was cool while it was going on, but then it was like empty calories. So, Ben, I am, I think only by dumb luck and us being the same kind of old fuck, very glad I've not picked an album you really truly hate yet. Because <laughs> <laughs> unlike, unlike Fox, <laughs> I know what you mean though, because. The riffs are not bad. They're kind of chunky. They remind me of Seven Dust. I didn't mind. I listened to it. I was, you know, in the gym. I was kind of amped. But I agree with you afterward. There was just, there was like no there there a little bit. Um, I'm not very tolerant of the style. It annoys me a bit. It's just, especially going this from this to immolation. I'm like, okay, people, like, can we? Because well, it would be like poppy this and immolation. So it'd be in a weird. Yeah, that's a weird triangulation. It was a weird triangulation. And we had Hit Rollins to start it off. It was just a very interesting week. I loved it, though. It was a good workout playlist mm-hmm. in different ways. So, yeah, I, I agree with you. It's sort of empty calories a little bit, but it's it's it tastes good. It's like movie popcorn. That's a very good analogy. Okay, was it empty calories for you, too? Did it ruin your diet? Like I said, I, or like I probably have implied before, this isn't the kind of thing I gravitate toward, um, especially with sort of like the clean vocals and kind of down-tempo vibe to it, but um, and, and also it not being super heavy at all. But I liked some of the funky pieces to this. It was like it was kind of surprising, and those those few tracks I could definitely latch on to, and I thought were pretty cool. Um, yeah, yeah, it wasn't. Uh, I I feel like there was some nutrition there. <laughs> well, that's that's good at least because uh, it, it felt wholesome to me a little bit. You know, it felt wholesome. <laughs> I, I would agree with that too. Um, sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you, Tracy. I mean, this is this is to me is like one of those ultimate like road trip albums. Because you can just put it on to to eat up the hour, and you can sing along in parts and stuff like that. But it's it's I couldn't tell you the name of any one of these tracks individually, no matter how many times I listened to it. I was like, which one is this one again? Oh yeah, it's that one. <laughs> well, I, I knew what was happening when I picked this. I'm like, this is going to be probably an F across the board for oh, everybody. I love, I love Tracy has this speech prepared nearly every week. <laughs> so now that my <laughs> None of my, my comrades have shit on it. Uh, well, they haven't quite exactly shit on it yet. I mean, 
Ben wasn't like I hated it. Next, like he didn't. I'm gonna better. I think I give it a better grade it. than you expect. Not going to get an F. <laughs> I, I'll get a uh, spoiler alert. Take the win, Tracy. <laughs> oh, I'm going. Ben to. not giving it an F. Like that's a win these days. Like, <laughs> and, and I had slight hope because when I hear it, I'm like, search for interlopers similar to this to Like I can make that connection there with them. So Ben he's may better. actually enjoy. He's it. better at singing. Like I said earlier, at the beginning of this chunk of the episode, I don't think they're going to release another album because they're. Every aspect of their social media for the band has been radio silent since 2018. So I've seen this is kind of similar to Twin Method. Here's the album, one album you get, and they just couldn't stand each other anymore, I guess. And dude, London's expensive. More. Who knows? If it didn't, if it didn't get yeah. legs, it's done. Well, that's not that is a tough town to make it in in 2016. Like, well, expensive. According to Spotify, they have 46 monthly listeners. 45 of them are Tracy. <laughs> um, I probably added. I'm probably a couple of listens a month for them. But now this is one of my favorite albums. I, it is that eternal happiness. Good. Kind of. Well, I want that journey for you. I, I, you're gonna live longer than me. Jesus, like Poppy. That's what's going through my head in meetings. Like, <laughs> like, like that's that's not going anywhere. Good. Henry Rotlick, Ben, and Lock. Yeah, dude. I'm, I'm <laughs> like, so fucked. Yeah. Yeah. It's not. It's not a good look for any of us, except maybe you. That we haven't got to emulation, but anyway, um, this this kind of reminded me of a heavier Angels and Airways, for sure, and only slightly heavier. So <laughs> the, the, nobody does the backhanded compliment like Ben. Ben, the, this is not actually that good, Lindsay. <laughs> and I love oh. you, brother. But Dan, like I said, when I pick an album that you semi like like this that's when we're in for it it's almost worse when you kind of like it <laughs> right because otherwise he just rejects it outright i've seen him solemnly like this is bad and i hate it but then he says less and so it hurts your feelings less right like it's better for him just to like pull the band-aid off <laughs> i'm sorry i'm gonna stop talking i just am amazed at ben's ability to it is what it is um it is. i know what's ha- i knew what was going to happen it's better than i was expecting ben's uh backhand compliments Instead of just a shotgun blast to the face, so <laughs> indeed, let freedom ring with a shotgun blast, baby. So. Exactly. But yeah, so yeah, this is one of my favorite albums of all time. <laughs> what songs do you like, Tracy? Uh, all get your glasses ready because it's going to be all of them. Okay, done. More to see if you guys actually pulled <sighs> any off of your into your playlist for it, or if it's just kind of. I did. This music's fun. I think interspersed among other stuff. I think it's actually pretty cool. The riffs are good. Like, I mean, it really it wasn't my favorite thing ever. Uh, it really is like movie popcorn. I can't. I can't keep going back to that. He like nailed it. Uh, I think it's a little slow to get going. I think it gets better when you get to Port of Call. Beyond Limits is okay. Uh, and then that run. I don't know. I think most of them are all right. I maybe I think I maybe like the middle of the album most. I have to admit, by the time you get to End of an Era and Follow the Footsteps, they're not bad songs, but it is a little bit repetitive. But you know, I probably put seven of these on my giant playlist so i didn't dislike it tracy it's just you know this was neither the very 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 rare uh whatever we're gonna get flank steak that gabe is about to serve us uh nor was it i don't know what i would call poppy gravel <laughs> anyway it's just um yeah i i would have liked this reason i'm gonna lie with a different singer he's not bad he just seems very generic to me right like i've been in hot topic 
like for sometimes as much as 20 minutes right like you've heard this vocalist <laughs> yeah. over and over and that's the difference that's the thing about interloper that really got me tracy is he's so good or they i guess with some layering going on the thing about interloper really what i mean when especially when interloper sang rio i was like god damn but i don't know i just um so i thought i disliked the genre necessarily tracy i just felt like this was too hot topic for me to fully endorse Sorry, gotcha. that was a more long way than what I should have made it. But I wanted to reassure you that, yeah, seven of these are my went on my metal playlist. And it's, it is metal. It's metal. So I didn't really care for any of them. I mean, they're not, none of them are bad, but I wouldn't pull any of them off and put it on a, a wish list. It, it was just like David said. It was I felt like I was a hot topic for the, the duration of the album. So, which is not necessarily a bad thing. Like, I would listen to this again. It's just I wouldn't pull off any of the, the songs to put them on a playlist so i liked a few of the songs on here um enough to go back to them i think port of call is just some funky funky business and it's really great um and very stand up for the album i like devil you know pretty okay um even the crappy electronic auto-tune part in there i thought that the uh the final two tracks end of an era and following the footsteps were actually quite great and actually compared to a lot of the other songs, I didn't, I thought they were um, really awesome. Like the end of the era has that awesome slap bass in it. And um, the last track has a fun solo in it, which is something that not every track has even, you know, um, which is nice. It's a nice change. And I appreciated that. Better than I could expect it. So Gabe, what was your vibe? So I chose the album Immolate, uh, the album Dawn of Possession by Immolation. That's their debut album from 1991. Yeah, uh, released July 19th, 1991. As Gabe said, debut studio album recorded in Music Lab Studios in Berlin, Germany, was released on Roadrunner, produced by Harris Johns, has a runtime of 42 minutes and 44 seconds. The band is Ross Dolan on vocals and bass, Robert. Vigna on guitars, Tom Wilkinson also on guitars, and Craig Smowalski on drums. Can I briefly point out how baller and awesome it would have been to record an album like this in Berlin in the fucking summer of 91? Like, shit was crazy. Anything was possible. Shit was still cheap. Tacalus was a thing. I don't know. I just, um, it's just like a little, well, you know, it's the Bowie moment. It's Berlin, man. Anyway, I wouldn't put it out there. I know they're from Yonkers. <laughs> and have continued to put out music. So who wants to guess his vibe first? I obviously have a guess, but I've said too much. Oh, I didn't have a guess until you started talking. So I'm I'm guessing that this has something to do with like yeah. maybe catching the vibe of being in Berlin at the time. I don't know. Otherwise, it's just Gabe really likes death metal. <laughs> that's, <laughs> so that's, that's a big part of it. He is... Cavernous death metal is like a lifestyle choice, is what I've discovered. And he's just in the cave. He is the, the basement. Cave. Didn't Gabe didn't choose the basement. The basement chose Gabe. Basement, basement chose Gabe. He's gatekeeping think, the basement. <laughs> Gabe, Gabe is living the dream at Whorehouse. That's what this album is his vibe for. That's where he really wants to live. That, the, the reason he's got that image is the background of his Zoom call is because that's his dream to attain. So he's saving up money so he can buy that and his wife can move in there mm-hmm. with their at the probably will have like four kids at that time. <laughs> it was most common complaint about albums is they are not fast enough or not heavy enough. This album does not suffer from those deficiencies. Does not. 
I mean, you know how I feel about death metal. I was like, oh no, I have to listen to Immolation again. And then <laughs> I started listening to their newer albums. I'm like, oh no, more death metals happening. <laughs> I'm probably going to, if I don't know if I haven't seen anything from George Course Grinder Fisher, like it's not, I don't know if it's going to actually land. If it doesn't, I'm going to make you all listen to the new album because it comes out in I February. Think it, I think it, I think it's going to land. I hope so, but there's been no pre-release. I don't, I'm so used to the pre-release stuff. They've got like two tracks out. You yeah, I looked it up Luke wrong. iTunes has nothing, which. Well, after the phone call, I'll send you, I'll find you something. Yeah, I do. And I could, I mean, I've seen this stuff on YouTube, but if it's not like on iTunes or Amazon, it's not coming out in like two <laughs> weeks. I don't know. It's rare these days, but go on. Um, For me, this album was very much a pure death metal album, which we know how I feel about that, where it's, it's okay, but I like to have a, a little additional seasoning to it. Besides just the uh, the raw steak flat down the table that's still bleeding before you well, get have a it. musical element that's not in a whole lot of death metal, but I want to hear Gabe's explanation for the vibe. Yeah, so the reason I chose this first of all was because you know last year I sort of discovered um, something about death metal that I really liked and I didn't really know about before I kind of d- d- dove into it, and I wanted to find out where it came from. And a lot of people point to emulation as one of the sort of progenitors of uh, Cavernous Death. And I listened to this album and it is downright apocalyptic. I mean, it's just totally, uh, think things are just going down down the toilet in a big way <laughs> on this record. <laughs> Quickly, and, from um, bar one, it's sinking. It, I mean, it the fucking to, album cover. <laughs> right. <laughs> the ward it, heaven. It just seemed to... Uh, sort of fit that vibe and a, a very uh, end of the world type of vibe. Uh, but also the music vibe of it is sort of like a vibe that I definitely want to continue delving into, you know, over uh, over the next year. Not that, uh, you know, things necessarily have to get worse, but that I hope that the music stays great. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, and uh, some some of it along these lines, I hope. But um, also to comment on on Tracy's uh, response to uh, most death metal albums, I think this this album in particular, if you if you give it a chance, is kind of a sleeper. Like you will have to listen. It took me a few listens to get into it to the point where I could hear what was going on in it. And there is a lot going on and it's not your typical death metal album in the sense that there's a lot of um, really intricate interplay between the guitars and the drums. Uh, <clears throat> and the guitar lines themselves are pretty weird. And the drumming is very extreme and, and innovative. And um, it's actually, in a way, kind of on the border to death, to, to tech death. It's not really doing tech I, death. I agree with it's that. Like, it's adjacent. Um, I thought that too. And of yeah, course, I would if you're just listening, marker of that, yeah, yes. If you're just listening to the vocals, you're not going to get it because the vocals aren't super, super interesting to me. You know, they're just. Not, I still not... think they're better than Two Mold or the last sure. one. I I think there's enough. You know how I feel about David Benson. There's enough up and down and change <laughs> of tonality. If I mentioned like Morbid Angel, but this, you know, some of that's in here very clearly. The... The thing that I will give the vocalist credit for, and I think the vocals are also the weakest part on here, but you can at least understand him. Correct. The yeah. growl is not so advanced that you can't 
make out what he's what he's saying or singing. Um, but the drumming techniques, uh, to, to Gabe's point, I don't know if it was that he had his hi-hat open or if he had placed like a little symbol or something on the hi-hats. Because when he was playing that, you could hear like a almost like a little crash to it, which was not something you hear in metal a whole lot, definitely not death metal. Um, so I really kind of thought that was innovative. Um, I, I thought that in this is one of the early 90 metal bands or death metal bands that I hadn't heard before. I'd heard of them, but I'd never listened to them. I don't think it is, despite all the things that Gabe said, which I, I do think are true. I didn't like it quite as much as what was going on down at Florida, but I do think it's a very interesting take on the genre that we don't hear a whole lot. So I would be interested in hearing some of their later albums to see how they evolve. I agree with every shockingly everything you just said insofar as i'm you know i'm so grounded in that florida shit even cannibal corpse abandoned new york state to go to florida like it was that had that much gravitational pull so i was like young one i was like immolation i actually didn't I, I know a fair amount of death metal i didn't know them i think i'd heard their name but there's just so much death metal but it was like well i didn't see them hanging out with morbid angel so i i never listened to it and then i read it was like, yonkers but it's so it's really fucking good it's really good i think it's uh you know a lot of metal death metal came out in 1991 but i'd say this is definitely above the standard dva i mean it's it's this is good a lot of death metal is not good i love the genre ben, but a lot of it is just i don't think Kevin <laughs> corpse in this period is very good actually i think they get very good i like i mean you heard Eden Back to Life. I mean, that's what 89. Well, this is better than Eden Back to Life for sure. Yeah. yeah. Butcher totally. Back, Butcher Booth at Birth is 92. And it's better, yeah. but still, in any case, uh, their later albums are baller. I know I keep using that word. Sorry. They're all well, this also doesn't have like the the lyric writing is much stronger on this than it is. Uh, I mean, yeah. It's much stronger on this. Yeah. And yeah, I listened to two of their most recent albums or the partial stuff that's out and then the one from 17. And they're good. Like if anything, as I said in that, that secret chat that one day we'll release on the director's cut, you know, the box set of Thunderdome. I mean, <laughs> we... Um, there's more variation in tempo and things like that. I was like, okay, okay. Because that's about the only thing they'll ding them for. And I think this is just a fancier say, way to say what Tracy says. Quote, unquote, straight death metal does suffer a tiny bit if you don't introduce some palate cleansers. Well, I'll even go on Some to say sort of, you know, bra you, you know what Morbid Angel does. Like, I know we don't all have to produce, uh, you know, the track before God of Emptiness, but maybe we should. But I don't know. I, by the way, Ben, this is exceptional. Not to like do a commercial. I wish they were paying us. Yeah, me too. This is this is this is also baller. That's the one. Like this is. I told you, dude. Monkey shoulders. Sh fantastic. Shit. I, I like Scotch. Okay, I've kind of gotten into Scotch, but goddamn, I'm gonna show up now. Especially for like what thirty five dollars. Yeah, I got maybe? it for thirty three global, and that was my first sip of it ever. And I'm like this. <laughs> so okay, you told us earlier. I fucked around and found out. Anyway, <laughs> what I want to say about this, like I can. And to go back to Gabe's point, where he's talking about you can hear distinct guitars and the drumming. That's very interesting. They're playing, you can see it here, but it's kind of more a personal taste of like, just, just isn't my jam. And hearing this album, I can see what laid the groundwork for bands like Nile as well. I'm hearing a lot of Nile sure. in this album. Agreed. And just how they have that discordant guitars on top of just the, their drums are mic'd and EQ'd differently on this album than you hear of a lot of death metal albums because you can hear every snare hit you can hear every bass oh, yeah. it has a very distinct sound whereas opposed to like 
a lot of death metal albums at this time I'm is aware. just crashing. <laughs> Mistakes were made. I, I think I think a lot. I agree with what both Gabe and De- Ben said that you can already start hearing tech death branching off here because I think Archspire or Deeds with Deeds of Flesh, which is contemporary with them, has some of that same sound. Um, again, I repeat, even the vocals are maybe the weakest part. I still like them more than the average. Like we had a, a bell curve of what was happening in 1991, and Morbid Angels obviously over here. I mean, they're definitely over here. I don't know why I just graphed death metal, but anyway, um, Tracy put that. Why not? In, really, in your spreadsheet. Why not? Um, I was pleased that you picked this game because when I hear death metal, that isn't that good. I'm saddened. Given the death metal sent me as their ambassador, I'm like, Ugh, I have to represent this now. But anyway, this was tight. This was this was badass. And I listened to it a lot. I'm like, oh no, more immolation. <laughs> oh no, more of immolation's future catalog. So yeah, this is good shit. And the I, you know, I love cerebral rot. I pick cerebral rot. Part of me will always be tempo's whore. Like I, you know, I just <laughs> right. I really, you know, you've listened to uh, you've listened to Mormon Angel, <laughs> yeah. largely because of me. So anyway, this I, I, is awesome. I'm curious because. And I don't know, but I suspect that the studio that they recorded this in, Music Lab Studios, was a real studio. And that is something that a lot of other death metal bands, especially at this time, I mean, we talk about Morris Sound. Yes. And Morris Sound evolves into like a really good studio, but, you know. It didn't start that way. I I assume it was, I assume Berlin shit was so crazy and cheap. I assume they had, I, I think they probably went there because of cost. I think they were able to get more for their money than they could in New York City. Sure. Well, and especially like with what at the time was, you know, was still a like indie quote unquote label, but Roadrunner was a big label, especially yeah. for this this metal especially, genre. So. Especially in Europe. I, I, yeah. The thing I think actually, because I remember seeing their stuff, I feel like more people listen to Emulation there than here almost. And that happens in terms of bands. Sure. Um, Roadrunner had very good distribution there. And I don't know. It's uh, well done, yeah. Gabe. Well done. I salute you, sir. This was a nice piece of bloody meat. That sort of thing you're chasing into. No potatoes for Tracy, though. Fuck that. I don't need any potatoes. <laughs> I'll slap you with a steak harder. I do have All right. potatoes. Uh, yeah, well, I mean, I can tell. Um, and I you said call I me fat? Red, but no. <laughs> you I, call I'm me fat? Here. I'm not calling you fat. I'm calling you I a, feel like, an, an Irish descendant fuck is what I'm calling you. <laughs> but I, I support that, and I don't think neither Ben or I would call I anyone mean, fat for a variety of reasons. Being I mean, large you guys people. Have, we, we have gone ate somewhere, and I got fry, french fries and mashed potatoes in the same meal. So you did. I, I got, you <laughs> dipped your french fries in your mashed potatoes. I, I do remember that. That did happen, Gabe. I'm like, God damn, Tracy. You, <laughs> pota- potato McMickerson here, like, just... <laughs> Amazing! <laughs> All right, so oh, I guess we man. should grade these things. Well, no, we tracks, 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 tracks. You know tracks. Oh, I'm sorry, tracks. My bad. Attack, um, attack! I'm like, no, I mean, we have to talk about all these awesome tracks. I'll go first. I think the intro is okay, but I think the spot in Souls and Donna Position and those left behind are pretty good. But after that, the album just kind of starts to run into the sameness for me. Cowardice talking. I think into everlasting fire because I think the party started right. And quickly, I like Donna Possession. Uh, that does, to Tracy's point, I do think it goes on a little bit of a run there. Uh, no Forgiveness Without Bloodshed might be my favorite track on the album. Um, I, Immolation, if that is going to be both like, you know, 
the name of your band and a song should be a, a better song and also the, the closing track. But no, that's a, a minor complaint. Pretty solid. I There was maybe a little bit much interlude on here. <laughs> right? There's a fair amount of instrumentals or stuff on here. But that being said, ultimately, uh, just about every song is totally badass and should be listened to by every human every day. That's how I, this album is from start to finish. And you know what? I didn't even mind those songs. It was just 43 minutes isn't that long, which you probably liked, right? Ben, right? It's not that long. Um, no, it is not. Well, they really get into it. They get into it so hard. So I, this album, I would never. I I didn't actually pull any tracks off this. I just like added it. Like this is the kind of thing I would just get into it, get on the ride, fire up all the cylinders, and just ride until the wheels fell off. So 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 this David, isn't all, this isn't all of it for me. In your quest to have every person listen to this album, I want to see you sell that idea to your wife first. Uh, it will involve a lot of intoxicants, uh, probably bribery of some sort, maybe uh, dealing. There's going to have to be negotiation, but I can try. Okay. I sold her on Poppy. See, that's another thing. Poppy, not to backtrack, but Poppy is permissible and indeed liked by everyone in the house. So I was like, yes, I have snuck metal into every into the highest <laughs> Citadel. <laughs> so this album would get us quick reaction and did. I was listening to it. She's like, what? I'm like, OK, OK, hear me out. Gabe picked it. And I gave her your phone number, and I, <laughs> this is Gabe's fault. Gabe made me listen to death metal. That's my new T-shirt. Gabe, oh no, Gabe picked death metal. <laughs> um, how, what songs do you like, Gabe? I mean, I, I liked, I'm willing to drink more. I liked more. all of them. There it is. I liked all there of them. There it is, um, everyone. But in particular, uh, I thought that Dawn of Possession, Internal Decadence, uh, No Forgiveness Without Bloodshed, After My Prayers, and Immolation were the best ones. Yeah. And on No Forgiveness and After My Prayers, I was thinking about Cerebral Rot quite a bit. You know, there's a lot of twists and turns. Um, there's some nausea-inducing chromatic runs, you know, stuff like that. It's, I also really think that there are some tempo changes on here. It's not as uh, prominent as I might have, you know, might prefer in you know, a record that was made uh, nowadays. But it's still there. And, you know, the... The combination between drive and lurch is like a really just an important um, hallmark of the style that that's developing here. Drive and lurch also being the droids you built to serve you. And, Precisely, uh, yes. Right, in the base, murder basement. <laughs> drive, lurch. You know what? I thought I represented death metal, but credit where credit's due. Like Gabe has just brought a second. He's brought it. He's brought He's a lot. He's brought it so hard. I feel like. Do I step in my game or do I go in another direction? I don't even know what to do. But anyway, every time he picks meth, I'm like, great. You, you I haven't have an seen ally. anything yet. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. I have not yet begun to fight. <laughs> oh, man. No, I love it. I fucking, not to, you know, get mushy for a second, but man, I love Thunderdome. I know about so much metal now that I didn't know about before. And I thought I knew about a lot of metal. I did know about a lot of metal. But now, now. You knew a lot about your death metal silo. Shut up. And thrash. <laughs> No, I there. I had a few silos, all that industrial shit you don't like, Tracy. But um, <laughs> yeah, I missed a lot of the things happening at Hot Topic or that were kill switch engaged. <laughs> so or, or trivium. Anyway, I mean, all those things happen at Hot Topic. David, you could stop there. <laughs> anyway, uh, I love you guys, and I love that I get to listen to music like this. Because how do I not know about this album, right? I listened to a lot of death metal from ni- 1991, but there was so much. So it's 1991. That's why. <laughs> 1991 has entered the chat. You had to anyway, buy yeah. it. That's what it was. You would have to well, buy no, it. and that's that absolutely yeah. as he said, because in this year, if 
and now this is a bizarre thought exercise. If that era were the streaming era, yeah, the bottom of the screen would have said, oh, you'd also like immolation and don't have to immediately pull out $18 to hear it, right? Like in that era, I had one at a time. I, all of you remember some of this, Tracy and the PX buying three metal albums. Like, you know, you had to just buy them one at a time. So I... You if know, it I was even available in your area. Yeah. If it was, I, 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 I'm not I wanna, sure it was. I want to correct your statement, David, not buying three metal albums, buying the three metal albums in the, the BX. The, I'm sorry, the only three metal albums. <laughs> well, I mean, our record store that Ben and I went to had eight albums. Anyway, so, and that's why I knew all that Florida shit, because in all the metal magazines, right, that scene exploded, like Seattle, to go back to Alice in Chains. And so I think some of these other bands, like, I'd never heard of uh, Deeds of Flesh. Jesus, like, they're Titans, but they're from California so they were like outside of that and um i didn't have death metal role models i was like a death metal loner most of my friends liked industrial or thrash was like but death metal. like i was the most death metal until gabe and now i'm just like a johnny come lately i'm just like a poser well anyway. <laughs> looking at the schedule gabe kind of breaks away from his death metal with neurosis um my dying bride he's got animals as leaders on there like it's not pure death metal i mean he's got some death metal on there but Voivod. I mean, he branches off a little bit. Your your crown is safe for the time being. That's the that's the that's the stuff I expected from Gabe. And then he just like suddenly was firing on all death metal sellers. Like, what's happening right now? Who, who is this person? Because we in two, we in two thousand two, Gabe talked a lot. We said we had times. We did not talk about death metal. But I didn't either. I didn't mention death metal. I don't know if it was a secret we both kept or what was going on. Not to revisit those times. It's when yeah. We, we went to see we went to see Ministry, and that was about it. We did exactly. No, you and I talked about music actually a lot. It's just somehow death metal was. I don't know our our, our secret shame. I don't know. We just never talked about. it. Were you into <laughs> well, it? Then? I wasn't. I mean, I wasn't interested in that. Fair enough. Then, that would make so. that makes sense. So was cerebral rot the uh, the thing that broke the dam? I mean, it just pointed it. It just pointed me in the the right direction. Like I think I, exactly that's you know, the right were, answer. <laughs> like I, you know, I, I had some idea of death metal that was very, you know, vague or you know, it was about things that what weren't maybe the essential things. <laughs> sure. And I think I I sort of found uh, something else uh, that I, I can latch onto. I think Metalocalypse, obviously, a thing you thought about a lot, also was a. Uh... I don't know if Gateway Drag is the right, right? I mean, who here's yeah, written absolutely. an article about Metalocalypse? Raise your hand. <laughs> it ain't the rest <laughs> of us. Anyway, yeah, which is baller, by the way. Drink. Now that I've said that 10 times. Um, yeah, I think you have various things you hook on, but I just, you know, I'm glad you're on the show because you take the crap seriously and you've gotten, you've gone into the cavern in ways not even I have. I'm like, wait, it goes that deep? <laughs> so I got comfortable. So you got, you're keeping me on my toes. It's all good. So Thunderdome is a big tent. So yeah, nah, well, I, nah. owe, I owe it all to you guys. So likewise, it's a uh, it's a uh, pleasure. Should we grade some shit? Is that where we are now? Let's, is grade, this some that? Let's grade some shit. God I damn! Believe it is time. So Rollins band, wait. I picked it, so I guess I will go first. Um, I think it's a great album. I'm going to give it an A minus. I'm going to shock all of you because Ben and I came from the same factory and I'm going to give it an A minus. It's not perfect, right? We've talked no, about it's it. Not it's, definitely not yeah, it's not. So I, but it, God, I love this album. I put it on my Nautro break it all playlist. So A minus. I'm with you. I'm with you on this vibe, Get Ben. I'll step in line to you guys, give it an A minus as well. I'm going to have to be a black sheep in this Do it. gathering. <laughs> Tracy, give me, a, give me a low B, will you? A low B number. A low B? An 81? Yeah. Are no, you looking- not that low. Are you looking for like a B or a B minus? 
a B. It's still a B. So 83. 83. Yeah, 83. That's fair. I'll take a letter grade drop. I only get yeah. sad when we're like, hey, 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 and somebody may or may not be bad it's like like, somebody like that says f minus f minus minus meaning put me down for 40 tracy like not even so that's an h it gets an h it's an h minus so that gives us an aggregate grade of a 90 so it's still an a minus technically so it it gets the depends on how you round that but yeah okay no it still gets a 90 that's an a minus that's that's murray state a minus that's my last that's a murray state a have you forgotten yeah. who we are? That's the same as a 99. <laughs> it's the same a, as rain and blood. I had a few <laughs> of those. Very state. Well, anyway. it's, a, it's an A minus. I'll take it. Overall. Poppy. I picked it because I am an asshole. I am. This will not surprise you. It is the most vibey vibe in the history of vibe. It is an A. And I'm probably the only one who's going to give it an A, but I give it an A proudly. A. And probably even a high A. I don't know. Let's give this shit a 97, Tracy. 96. No, no, that's the highest A. 97. Give it the highest A. I'm not going to give it an A+. Because 97 is that already five a is an A+. Plus? Well, then just give it a 97. Give it a fucking 97. Mark it zero. Just give it a 97. I quit. Uh, I'm going to give it a B plus and an 88. Hmm. I'm going to give it a C plus. Um, <laughs> Because you know, I, I I thought it was good. That there was a couple of good tracks on it, and it was catchy. But I, it's uh, just not quite my speed. I get it. We can't all be a slut for pop. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm closer to Tracy on this one. I'm going to give it like between a B and a B plus. I'm willing to be the outlier. Eighty six point five. Yeah, that's right. Something rocks my face. What's our average? Probably it's, a B. It's, it's an aggregate at an eighty seven. So just that's right B plus. The, right there. Well. That's a B plus. I'm a teacher. <laughs> so let me let me see how I grade shit all the time. I graded shit today. That's a B plus. Yep. I will never tell you how processes just, work. I will never. Eighty seven is just the least you can make. Make a B plus. The least, man. I work at Murray State. The least is the most. <laughs> like this. Anyway, I appreciate you that all. That should be their new logo. The least, is the, the least most. is the most. Or, well, I have something to tell you. I have a lot to tell you when we get off. <laughs> anyway, we're, I'm going to leave it at that. The least is the most. Hashtag racers. There you go. For when our time comes, this was my pick. I'm going to give it a 98. Over right. a C plus. <laughs> I love that. Let's see. Let's see. Plus, hey, he's failed a lot of albums for worse. I know he has. I thought he was like that. That's a C plus is Ben's A. That's his love language, right? Like, that's (laughs) wow. Well, I I mean, I'm right there with Ben. I think this is a 79. I, I I am, I don't know, maybe am I too kind? I don't know. I want to give it an 84. I think it's a B. I think the riffs are really good, and that surprises me because his vocals annoyed me, but. I don't know. It sounded triumphal. Maybe it's because I was like getting swole on, at the gym. But anyway, I, th- I think this is an 84. I know. Okay. I know I use machines. I'm not getting swole. Fuck you, Matthew. My GA is like, but you use machines. Are you really getting swole? I'm like, God damn it. Picturing Ben with six kettlebells. <laughs> I mean, you. a lot of bodybuilders use machines. So yeah, you could very well be getting swole. Your factory uses machines. More important. They, they are the machine. <laughs> uh, yeah, this is 84 for me. 
Well, David, you're running the money. When our time comes, comes in an aggregate 84. So Damn right it does. It's a B, right? Here we anyway. go. Immolation. So no surprises here. Uh, this is going to get an A from me. No surprises here. I like some of their later stuff better. And the vocalist isn't the strongest. So I have to bump it way down to a 93. Right? We got to take it all the way down to the lowest <laughs> A. Right? I mean, Gabe, I have to be real. I, I have to fight great. You have to give you room. You have standards to, to maintain here. I have standards to maintain here. The dean has been riding my ass. The answer is this is a 93. <laughs> yeah, that's that. 93. That last grade. Um, I'm going to give this a B. Because I do think it's a really good album. I, I do think that they're are uh, plenty of room to uh, improve i uh, the vocals are just a little bit weak uh, despite me praising him for actually being able to understand him and i do like the innovative stuff they're doing but that i would have liked a little bit more potatoes much like tracy gabe and i will just sit in the rodizio section with the card on green just keep bringing it just keep bringing it so i'm going to give this a the lowest C plus I can give it a 77. It's hey, an okay album, but it's, it's not a, it's a lot of, eh, for me. That's fair. We said some really mean things about what you claimed is one of your favorite albums of all time. I mean, so that happens for yourself. Quite I didn't a bit. say anything mean. <laughs> that happens quite a bit. It does happen quite a bit. And I love you, Tracy. I'm sorry. <laughs> and I mean, the only true, like, just pure death metal album we found that I've been like, yes has been cerebral rot and some of the morbid angel stuff but most of the time i was it's... like you better say morbid angel we have a fucking problem <laughs> <laughs> we don't have a problem if you say that i'm contractually but... obligated to say morbid angel they pay me every time i do as far as you don't know that but, so but that's when albums are like stand out compared to sure i know it's not for everyone yeah i'm married tracy i know <laughs> Yeah, I mean, just so you know, Tracy, a cerebral rot wouldn't have existed if it weren't for this. I mean, exactly. I think, probably, um, but I think it's they do. I think it's pretty. I like them better. I think it's. Yeah. <laughs> we should fight, That's fight, okay. fight. But this is the kind of fight I like: death metal versus death metal. Finish him. Oh man, this was a wild ride, Tracy. What's happening next, and why? Next, our next blast is, or not blast, grab bag, is Gabe's pick, and he chose the theme "Evil Dreams." That's way more creative than my pick. I think my grab bag is death metal because I'm a dick. I think that's Pretty literally, <laughs> I think that's, I think that's, I wasn't going to say is. it because but... I'm an <laughs> asshole. I mean, uh, that no, is no. your pure, sorry, your not only sorry. Pick. Did that space dream. out or did you give us the aggregate gate for that? I did not give the aggregate for it. The aggregate no, that would be weird. What would, the ag- what would that mean? <laughs> in 88 for on all of emotions. So it came in at a B. Plus. I, I think Evil Dreams is very creative, and I will also admit I picked yeah. de- I, I pick death metal for that too. I mean, I picked <laughs> Judas Priest. I think I don't know. I, I picked black metal. Well, we just tell them what we picked. So yeah, yeah let's. Ben picked Judas Priest album Jugulator, which David, is their version of death metal. David picked Death's album The Sound of Perseverance, the final chapter. <laughs> I picked Garia's Unsettling Whispers. Ah, boy. And that's uh, it's black metal, and then our gay picked Porter of Owl, which is some easy listening. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's not easy. Like Sunday morning, yeah, sure it's not. Yeah, Lionel Richie. Oh, it's if you haven't heard Portal before, you're in for a trip. Wow, I can't wait because it's my own fault on Thunderdome Metal Reviews. <laughs> 
But yeah, mm-hmm. it's going great, everyone. Uh, what I've concluded from this is all of it adds up to an 88.5. And three out of four times, everything is fucking terrible. And that fourth time, I guess we're triumphant. That's my takeaway from Dude, our average for the night was an 87. Oh, I thought you had said the average was. Yes. So yeah, no, the average for immolation was an 88. Got it. I thought you'd given an average for the night, which is the weirdest composite. What does that even mean? Like the average of poppy plus immolation. So, divided, so that means divi- the- divided by Prague times <laughs> Henry Rollins equals. So the aggregate for the night is we all picked good albums. I agree with that. No, I enjoyed this week. I enjoyed this week. It was good. Was I've had a week that made me want to die in a while. So probably since Code Orange. Oh, but. <laughs> Next but, week. I next know, week. and I and I see it, and I stare at it, and I see my own death. <laughs> so next week, we're listening to seventeen. I heart God. Uh, I heart. I, uh, I, I heart heart God. God. That's the that's, that's, a, that's a cover band, <laughs> a pop, a poppy fled cover band of I. I hate God. <laughs> I emoji heart God. Yes, that would be amazing. <laughs> it would be. I would like to see that. But yeah, I, well, I would I, listen to that. I hate God again and again and again. And because <laughs> in the because Thunderdome is assigned to his homework, I'm gonna get through it. And there are, I admit, New Orleans and like smearing your face with heroin and lighting it all on fire are sort of appealing. So I I get it. We get to talk about what those singer went through during yes, the fucking Hurricane Katrina. Yes, we do. So no, I think it's gonna be a very emotional episode of Thunderdome yeah. Metal Refuse. Yeah. Mm. Well. Gentlemen, as always, a pleasure. Thanks for joining us, everybody. Check out next time on Thunderdome Metal Reviews. Girl.